BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we are not live, but we are talking through our captains, trade targets, and answering your questions ahead of round 13. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Luke. How are you, mate? I'm fucking deaf after that first take that you did. <laughs> Screamed in my ear. I'm excited, mate. We're recording yeah. on a Thursday night. We actually have footy on tonight. We do, we do. Sorry that we're not uh, live, guys. It's, uh, it's not Mitch, it's me. Oh. Um, I got week- yeah, I'm the one that doesn't actually have a life on a Friday. <laughs> but- <laughs> I got weekend commitments that I can't get out of, so yeah. uh, my apologies. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. It's our podcast. We'll uh, we'll do what we want, but we we do we will answer all your questions because uh, we we sent a tweet out. So yeah. we also hopefully get to a lot of your questions, guys. Um, we are recording this right now. It is seven o'clock, so the Thursday night game has yet to start. But we're going to wrap this one up quick, so we go. Yeah, we're going to do a bit of a bit of a quick one. But obviously, it'll probably come out by the time that that game is probably already finished. So obviously, maybe don't crucify some of this information. Might look stupid by the end of the <laughs> the end of that game. So we'll see how it all ages by the time we, this podcast I think we just comes out. Avoid St Kilda Sydney. It's an interesting it's, experiment, actually, like recording before the game, but let it come out after the game. We we'll can either look like fucking geniuses or absolute losers. <laughs> and I'm thinking it's the latter. Yeah, well, especially <laughs> when it comes to the, the big boys, which I have already tweeted out. Oh, okay, uh, so and there's a popular proof. VC option there. That um, we might not be going for, but okay. let's um, let's start off maybe with the Thursday night teams that have dropped mm. um, uh, just over half an hour ago. Nothing too hectic, from what I can tell, for this one here. Just a couple of sort of few names that have sort of popped up. I guess the um, 
Angus Sheldrick in for tonight's game and Wynn Hager in for the Saints as well. A couple of cheaper players um, have made or will be coming to the side there. Um, the next game, Bulldogs and Port Adelaide, nothing really of note there except I think Ollie Lord omitted. I don't know if many people would have him as a cheaper yep. guy. Um, we didn't get any of those um, those weagles, those young weagles in that we were hoping for. We did get a Ryan Marrick. Is it? Is that how you pronounce uh, okay. his name? Um, Ryan Marrick. 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 Um, Chessa, there is an emergency. Does that help me? Uh, is he an emergency? Yeah. I, think he's I, don't, emergency, I don't probably. think he's actually into the squad, which is a shame no. because they've made a bunch of changes and I was hoping he could just sneak his way in mm, there yeah. a week before his bye, but no dice. Um, uh, Kidding Coleman has been omitted, which I thought was interesting. Some people have been looking at him and yeah. also his teammate, in Daniel Rich. I don't know if that positively affects him. I still am not enthusiastic about that move. Um, Sicily is back in as well, and Bailey McDonald has been omitted for the Hawks. So McDonald was a cheaper rookie who was a late in last week when Seamus Mitchell, who was out sick. Um, Some people were floating him as a, as a downgrade prospect, but obviously not can't, can't go there anymore. So he's probably another one. And then outside of that, it's the Sunday squads that we're kind of looking at. Yeah. The Mac. Cameron Fleeton is... Uh, is he actually back in? He's in the squad. Oh, oh well. <laughs> he's in don't, the squad. Mate, don't bloody go off early. If you, if there's a chance. If there's a chance. <laughs> but no, I, I don't think he's going to be in there, to be honest. But looking at that Sunday squad. And uh, also another name in the squad for the North Melbourne Kangaroos, Blake Drury, has put his uh, put his hand up potentially to get back into that it's, side. It's not happening. Surely it's not happening. <sighs> looking at the... Um, the centre bench. The centre got... bench. Nah, there's Drury, Core, Zeebles, so Zeebles, Core, Zeebles, Cunnington. Well, Cunnington's not been in there. Uh, Spicer, uh, the Spice, the Spice, Paul Curtis. Look, he's he probably not in there. Yeah, it's it's a fool's it. hope, but it's it's I don't know, maybe a, a hope if anything. You and then uh, Lockie Cowan is also named in the squad for Carlton. Okay. So a lot of red dots becoming. Potentially purple dots <laughs> this it's week. Step it's, by step. it's hopefully a step in the right direction. But um, outside of that, nothing too hectic in terms of carnage. We don't have the Melbourne and Collingwood teams, and we won't have them until Sunday night, which is just rude. Fucking really. Um, so may as well not give them to us. Um, the the guy who I think is the second most traded in player at the moment, Harvey Harrison. I just would have no confidence trading into a player like that you'd at be, the moment. You'd be pretty nervous, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah Especially when you've got like, the, the Eagles rookie there. Um, you've got uh, the other guy from Port, which I continue to forget Sin, his name. Sin. Josh Sin. I'd probably be going there instead. Yeah. The the thing too that I've, I've heard, correct me if I'm wrong, is that some of those Collingwood injuries that we were kind of rattling off earlier in the week, they're, they're actually... Yeah, yeah. So And I think they're more likely to They've play had a longer not. rest as well with their game being on a Monday. So, so I wouldn't be... Wouldn't be uh, pushing all my chips in on on yeah. Shaggy. They've got the week, the, the buy the next week. So yeah, I just I just wouldn't be going Harvey Harrison personally as a downgrade. So, but Thursday night teams have been pretty kind to us. I think on the whole, I don't yep. think a lot of carnage teams would be having out there. So yeah, let's move on. Maybe down to the good. the let's trade targets. Talk some targets, eh? So I think the uh, the hardest question this week is not necessarily who are we going up to, but who the fuck are we going down to? <laughs> that, that feels like it's been the question all year. It, it honestly no has. It has been sort of like the, the the true test of how your team's going is how successful have your downgrades been. Yep. Uh, the number one downgrade target for me is head and shoulders above everyone else, in my opinion, and it is Matthew Johnson from Fremantle. 
I think that he is a guy who obviously is coming off around 12 by. He's a bit more expensive at 340k. Um, but he's got, uh, I think, about a 14 break even. And with Diego O'Meara out of the side suspended, at least for this week, I think he'll get at least a little bit of CBAs and midfield time. I think there's been a quote as well that they want to get him in the middle more. Yep. Um, before the buy, he was actually putting up any suspension. Remember, he was suspended a couple of games for that uh, high tackle. Um, he was actually putting together a few decent games. So I think that he is someone that I would be prioritizing trying to get in this week as a guy who can cover you for the rest of the buy rounds. He feels the safest of the trading targets. And I understand people's um, thinking because whenever you do your trades, you put that 200k rookie in just to see who, oh, you, yeah. who you might be able <laughs> to does, get. Yeah. But you've almost got to push that out of your mind, don't you? Just I think, think so. I can't just trade in that shit 200k rookie just to get to that guy that I really want to. You've got to be a little bit more creative. And, and people are showing that this week, I think, in the way they're generating cash. I, I do think so. I think that... like. I sort of tweeted this out before. I think that there's some 200k rookies or some like cheaper rookies on the horizon, and and the num- number two in the downgrade targets is one of those players in Ryan Marich, who for the Eagles now it sucks because obviously he has his buy next week. Yes, so he's going to be a perfect player that if he's there around 15, you trade into him then because yep. I think being a part of the Eagles number one pick in the midseason draft. He's gonna. They're gonna at least give him some time in the back half of the season. Did you see the the tweet this week that the Eagles could field an on field team with their injury list? They've oh got, they've God. got they've enough got... people injured to basically how like, like we've got we've got to do a little little inquiry into their like rehab team or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not to call them out or anything, but surely like, they get this. It's been a couple of years now, guys. I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, poor bloody Eagles. Poor fans. poor Eagles and poor the Eagles fan base. It's um it is tough to obviously. Go through that many injuries. That means good news for some of these young fellas. You would think so. Um, so I think that's why he's at number two there for me um, over some of those other guys like a Sheldrick, like yep. a uh, Harvey Harrison, despite him having the buy next week. I think I'd hazard a guess that he will be there for round 15, unless he comes out and it's just dread, dreadful. Like if <laughs> yeah. There is that chance. You could stink it up. But I think... West Coast don't have too many other options, really. That's it. The other thing to note, I think it's important to, to mention there, is with some of those other 200K rookies that you mentioned, guys like Sheldrick, I think even like Fahey still 200K, when you go in and you have a look at their break-even, because those two have break-evens that are you know, 60, 60 plus, 70, yeah. you don't need to trade them in no, this week. They're, you don't. They're not, they need to get a couple of those good scores to get their money to, like ticking over anyway. So if they do build some consistency and yeah. play in the team, you've got a couple of weeks to look at those guys. So um, you know, definitely check that out in your trades. Have a look at the break-evens of both your premiums you're trading in and as well as your rookies because that can dictate where you go. Yep. The third guy and probably the only other guy that I'd be kind of half comfortable trading in this week as a downgrade rookie is Josh Sin for Port Adelaide. Um, he's held his spot over a couple of other... Uh, bigger names getting dropped in port, and there's been some positive comments coming out of the weekend. He's got the round 15 by, so hopefully he can get a run of at least two games, make and you know, a little bit of cash. And if you desperately need him, maybe he goes down and you make 70k or something like that from him to, you know, a, a marriage or something like that in a couple of weeks. But I hope I'm saying that name right. Is it marriage? I don't know. Someone correct me in the in the YouTube comments after this video goes up. But I still think that. I'm trying to avoid these players as best I can, but he would be the only one that if you really, really wanted to get to the top end guys and you wanted a cheaper player, then he's a guy I'd be kind of okay with as long as you don't need that player to be there around 15, which is going to be the tough round that we're all going to have to deal with. And then the fourth downgrade option, I've just written here, creative trading. Like We've been discussing over the last couple of weeks all these different ways to get in cash. So whether it's a a topped out mid-price or to someone cheaper on the way up, 
Um, you know, expensive rookie who's got a oh, sorry, expensive player who's got a high break even down to someone a bit cheaper coming yep. up. Those are still some good ways to generate cash. I think for this week, with the hopes that starting next week we can start to get on some of these cheaper rookies. Yeah, there's definitely a few um, like specific scenarios you might look at that kind of creative trading. If you don't own either one of English or Marshall, you could look to creatively trade your second ruckman down to Briggs, yep. generate some cash. Yep. Um, I like that move. Then also people over the last couple of weeks have been looking at um, sort of playing with Darcy Cameron. I'd On that particular one, I'd hold off because he's going to have his buy next week. Yeah. And so you could trade him to after after his buy. And the other thing with Cameron is he's not, unless he comes out and pops a 150, he's not really going to get away from you. I think he might only sort of go up another 15, 20K if he has like a yeah. 110. So, um, but yeah, there's ways there's ways to get creative for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, in my opinion, I don't think you can do Angus Sheldrake. I mean, by now the game, it's 7-10 right now, but it's locked out. And so if you've got him, you've got him in your side. But hopefully, <laughs> if you listen to this later, you didn't trade in Angus Sheldrake because I think that... No, he's going to go 120. And he's going like, to go big. But idiot, oh, then I'll just get him next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so true, that's, that's, true. that's the reason why I wouldn't go him. And then obviously Harvey Harrison, we're not going to know until Sunday. So I wouldn't be going either of those two this week. Yep. Gildon's the leading scorer after 30 seconds. He's on for a huge one. <laughs> oh, I hope, no. I hope you all VC'd him. <laughs> okay. 30 seconds in, four points. Well, let's get to the big boys it's later done. on. Uh, and uh, my rank is probably plummeting right now after trading him out. <laughs> Loser. Um, so let's talk about some upgrade targets. Let's do it. Obviously, all of these guys, or well, most of these guys, are going to be coming off the round 12 buy. My number one premium target this week is, in fact, Lockie Neal. When I factor in price, yep. matchup, um, you know, concerns with health, run coming up, I think that he's just the best option for most teams. So let's get straight into that discussion because around that same price, I think like 20 or 30K more is Jack Steele and there's yep. been discussion. So people who are looking to trade in Neil, you know, Steele could be in that category. So let's get straight into that discussion. Why would you go Neil over Steele this week? Well, I would go Neil over Steele next week because next week when we're doing our upgrades for round 14, we're probably going to be trading in a lot of the same players here again because the only two teams that are going to join this these guys are the Gold Coast Suns and the um, Geelong Cats. And like the whole season, we've been sort of saying there's not many enticing options on those teams anyway. Yeah. So chances are you're going to be looking at the same list of players. So for me, it's a case of getting another week to watch Jack Steele, yep. getting Lockie Neal, who's got a Hawthorne matchup, um, who's um, you know been healthy all season. Yep. He's, he's in the role. He's sort of just getting used to break, uh, sorry, working with Dunkley. Um, so I can just get Neil this week, steal next week. If I was, for whatever reason, if I say I wanted to target Noah Anderson next week, for example, and I wanted to choose between the two, then I might be more inclined to go Jack Steele. Yeah. I don't know how many people will be in that option, though. You mentioned um, Steele's break-even as well, did Yeah, so did his break-even yeah, is 120, yeah. so he's not going to get away from his fact. He's probably going to at least be a similar price yeah. and, and next week. It probably works in your favor there because, like you said, it, it of the two of them, he's the guy that's got the injury concern. So you get a week to watch him because he's got that high break even. The other thing too that... I and he's also playing now. So... Sorry, we're discussing this bit. You're already locked out. Um, well, the other thing that I feel like I can advocate for Neil as well is is I think that like Neil's bottomed out in price. So if yeah. he kind of does what he continues to do, I don't think he's going to dive too much in price. And the good thing about that is like, let's say you trade in Neil this week you know, he gets you through the next sort of three or four weeks and it gets to luxury season and you decide, oh man, I, I want to go and go to a guy who I now think he's got a, like a 120, 130 ceiling. You can start to do that. Exactly, yeah. like you can do that in luxury season. So yeah. I think um, you're getting off your mid price and getting onto Neil now is a good idea. And I just don't 
I don't really see too much risk associated with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Look, I don't I don't think he's like a top eight midfielder, yeah. but he's he's nearly there. You didn't read that, did you? Did you no, read I did. that? I've that's, lined that one up, mate. That's that's Come your on. first one. That's my alley oop. First bro. one of the year. Well done. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> Let's go. That hopefully. was good. I wish I thought you prick. I wish I thought. <laughs> anyway, uh, my number like two. A, we should get like a replay thing so people can watch that again. That was good. Nearly there. Good my work, number man. two and three options are teammates here and Andrew Brayshaw and Caleb Sarong. Andrew Brayshaw is expensive. Oh, yeah. But he is probably, of all these guys, the clear guy that's going to be the top eight midfielder. He's probably a top three or four midfielder, in my opinion. He's priced at like 116. It's probably a little bit overs, but at this stage of the season, it's it's less of an issue for me. I still think, though, that for most teams and the way that this season has gone, that cash is going to be hard to get to. So... I wouldn't be getting Brayshaw in if it like means you're having to get those really risky rookie types. I would be trying to go for someone cheaper and getting in a Matthew Johnson, getting in some of these guys that you feel more confident in. If you can do that and maybe you banked cash coming into this week and then get Brayshaw, then I tick it off. I think that's a good trade. But I wouldn't be bending your team and, and getting in shit rookies just to make that happen. If that is the difference between getting a Caleb Sarong or a Lockie Neal, then I go that way. Yeah, and it might it might be the case where you just um you know bide your time for a couple of weeks and then you make that upgrade. So I, yeah. I, I think that's a, a valid point there. What do you think about Caleb Sarong? Because I, I, he looks like he's going to be the guy that I trade in this week as as well as Lockie Neal. Um, I mean, he's been great all season. Like yeah, he's been he, very very consistent. He's been a guy. To, you're paying top dollar for him, but would you agree oh, with that? I think you're paying. I think you're kind of paying for what you're going to get. Exactly. So, I don't know. If so, it, I don't think it's overs, well, but that, I don't think it's value. But does I that go against okay. our, our thing of chasing value, or do you think this time of the year it's like okay, if if I feel like he's going to be like close enough to a top eight, me just trade him in and just you know. value is less and less important as the season goes on from here, and okay. also when you've got a limited pool of premiums from like the round twelve buy. Like, compared to the other options we have, he's not the worst in terms of value when you're looking at, you know, look at these, some of these next guys we're going to talk about, like Sinclair and Jack Steele. Um, Steele's obviously probably the most value on this list, then maybe Lockie Neal, but the rest are all kind of just, you, 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 you're paying for what you're going to get. Yeah. So, a guy who's averaged 109 up to this point, I think he might be there or thereabouts. So, uh, I don't think it's it's... That much of an issue for me. Right. Um, is is it even worth talking about? It sucks that this week the two teams coming off the bye had had the Thursday night. Well, I can I can announce this. Uh, I'm training in Sinclair this week. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone Sheasel down to him um, to make a quick little 25k, and uh, I'm expecting his. And without, okay, you can look at the score and tell me he's on something shit. But I'm expecting him to actually probably have a poor he's, game. He's got the injury tag. Oh, does he actually? No. Oh, you, <laughs> Jesus. There's a little shit on that chair. Yeah. just shat himself. Yeah. <laughs> classic, I won't stand up. Classic. But, uh, but yeah, I'm expecting him to maybe not even have the best game this week. It's probably a trade that I am thinking more long term. Yeah. I think he's probably in and around the top six. And if I can make money on a, on a Zeeble to him, fixes up my round 15 buy a little bit yeah. and get that player in, um, then I'm happy to do so over someone like a Jake Lloyd, who is probably also playing, or he definitely is playing right now. Um, so I think that that's the reason I'm going that way. Yeah, the, the thing too is like, you know, close your eyes and throw a dart. Pick the, pick the last two yeah. um, top six defenders. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, we, we listed them on the podcast previously. So... 
I, I like it as a trade because you think he's going to be there or thereabouts. You're not. He's super unique as well, yeah. which can be double edged sword, but high ceiling. Uh, high ceiling. He scored 140s this year and did it again last year. I think also the Sydney tag, and again, could look stupid after tonight, but the Sydney tag has been overblown. They haven't actually been tagging that much this yeah. year. Uh, again, we'll see how it all wraps up. Uh, we're talking about shit that doesn't matter to people by this point, but. All right, discounted premiums, Hayden Young, Darcy Cameron. What are your thoughts on Hayden Young as a trade-in target, as a defender? Look, take what I say, you know, a little bit with a grain of salt because I'm so jaded by Hayden Young. But for me, I just... Mate, he's actually... He's gone all right. He's, well, he's, he's outperformed what we paid for him at the start okay, of the but, season. But what's he priced at now? Because he's had like five or six good weeks at that. Question. So his um, price is now going to be up. He's he, priced at 94. Yeah, what do we think he's going to... I think he might Probably average 94. 90. Yeah, do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So it's like... Um, I think you can do something better with your trades, uh, but he maybe falls into that same boat as Sinclair. Um, yep. But why would I go? I know people can't go Sinclair, I guess, but why would I go Sinclair over him? He's got a high ceiling, and I think he's going to average similar. If I not would less. agree. I would agree so, as well. Don't go um, to Hayden Young, guys. Yeah. It's not, Look, if you miss a Sinclair boat and you're making cash off she, of Zebul yeah. to him, I don't think it's the worst move. Um, I obviously just prefer Sinclair, but that's a moot point now. I'd rather go to this next guy if I was going to do something. Darcy Cameron. Um, I've put him in here because I do still think that there is a world where this could work. I personally just have not been entertaining for my team anyone that's not on the round 12 buy as like an upgrade. Well, you might need to... So we're talking forwards and we're talking round 15 buy and we're so heavy yeah. on it. Like the scenario where I can see this working is if you're so round 15 heavy still that you feel like you need to trade in Cameron this week and you need to feel like you you know trade in someone else next week to try and help that, then maybe that's just what you have to do. Yeah. I feel like by this point, most people would have sorted out that round 15 buy to kind of cover maybe, for it. Maybe. I don't know. I think there's going to be carnage that round very much so. Um I still think that, and this is why we, I was so like big on him last week, is because we foresaw that coming. Yeah. And I think now, if you've got like a Sheasel or Zebel thing, I'm more in the camp of waiting a week on a Sheasel, for example, trading him out at round 15, because you're going to get two games out of Sheasel, you're going to yeah. get one game out of Cameron between now and then. Yeah. Yeah, there might be a bit less of a cash difference, but I think the points are worth it at this point. Um but I could be wrong there. I mean, that's just what my gut feeling is. Yeah. I'm open to people disagreeing with that because I don't really know how to play this. It's a little bit different to things that I've seen in like in the past, especially with this round being so easy for people to get across. Like, It's hard because I don't know how much we are going to actually even need a player like uh, Cameron or a or one of those sort of guys this week. So I don't really know where to go. My... What I've done in the past and what's worked for a lot of coaches in the past is getting those round 12 guys and waiting for the, after their buys. So yeah. that's just what I'm leaning on here. But there is a world where Darcy Cameron and a guy we'll talk about in a sec, Ben Keys, do work out. The uh, tough thing with Sheasel is, I mean, there's every chance Sheasel comes out in his next two weeks, he, he goes at 100. But the tough thing there is if he pulls out another 60 or a 60 and an 80 or something like that, you're no longer getting that. 770 or whatever he's priced at now in your downgrade you might be getting like 700 or 720 and then suddenly do your 450k short of where you want to go with him after his buy so uh, it's like i mean with most things in fantasy you know you you go one way it might work for you yeah. you go the other way it might work it's like yeah. there's a there's a luck involved in to, uh, luck involved too so We'll touch on real quickly a couple of two mid-prices, Ben Keys and Nat Five Keys. I, I actually am more keen on a Ben Keys play than I am a Darcy Cameron play this week because of the fact that his break-even is so low 
that you're kind of guaranteed to at a bare minimum make a bunch of cash. Yeah. And you've got the eject button next week. If it doesn't work out, if his role is completely different, you can trade him out. It's like a one-week play. Um, he's cheaper than a Darcy Cameron. Not by much anymore, but he, he's it's like guaranteed cash generation. So this is kind of one of those things that I can fall into the price of, into the bracket of like creative trading with like cash being the goal. So these guys, Keys and, and Fife, I don't know if you said Fife's name before, but yeah. these guys fall into upgrade targets for you. So you'd only want to go here. Uh, not was... necessarily. Okay. I think this could be this could be downgrade targets in okay. terms of like we talked about before, like if you're trying to generate cash, do another upgrade, like from another mid-pricer. Say you've got some of the Suns boys, you know, Rackens or a, or a Fiorini, like going yeah. to a player like this, I think is a legitimate play and making money to get maybe it's the other one up to a premium. Um, I think that those are definitely plays as well. I want to talk with you just a little bit about Ben Keys because he, he's been doing my head in this week. Because yeah. there's, there's a few things that I talk to people about and I've seen, and I, I know when he came, he went into the midfield for the Brisbane game. It was very much said we needed a bigger body in there, yeah. to, you know, battle with the Brisbane midfielders. He was in there last week, think, okay, you know, slippery went wet up in Darwin. You know, Keys contested ball winner, went thirty percent, kicking two goals. What if? He's not in the midfield this week. This is the thing. It's like, yeah. and Adelaide fans that I've spoken to have said that they kind of preferred the look of um, Saligo and Rochelle and stuff going through mm. their early in the year. If someone, I mean, if someone comes out tomorrow, Adelaide coaching staff, and says Ben Keys will play in the midfield the rest of the year, then it's just like reverse your trades, get Ben Keys in. Um, how much risk is associated with with the fact that? he could be moved out of the midfield. Is there is there risk there or you don't see that? There as- is risk there. There's definitely risk there. Um, is look, it the kind of like risk I said, that Like I just you? said, he went 30% two goals. Like, I don't care how slippery the ball is. Like, that's that's pretty poor, right? Um, like, his kicking deficiency was terrible. Oh, so you're saying, okay, I guess. Yeah, like yeah. He's kicked two goals and he's still... He's still gone at 30%. So, yeah. like... That, that's it, never... Don't, it's never been his thing, exactly, right? I get yeah. that. But, like, that's why I think that... The, the Adelaide team looked so much better when they had those like mm. fast, explosive, um, you know, like younger midfielders running through there. Um, we could we could be fucking filthy on ourselves in a few weeks' time because he's the kind of guy that if he stays in that role, he'd be a top six forward. Yeah, I, is- I still fall back on the fact that it's not disaster if you miss him this week and he clearly just has that role in the midfield and you jump on the week after in round fifteen. Sorry, after his bye. bye. If he's going to be a midfielder, he'll still be cheap then, and at least you'll have a little bit more information, a little bit more certainty, and he's going to come off your buy, and he'll be there for that round 15 where you need those forwards. So it will potentially potentially cost you 40, 50, 60K, yeah. which does suck, but I think when the flip side is getting around 12 premium instead, if you can maybe do both, it's more enticing, but... If it's like an either-or situation, again, I'm going to go for the round 12 premium. Even if they're not quite as much value and not going to make it much, much money, just the certainty that they're going to play these next two or three rounds and they're a premium or someone you're happy to have in your team after the buys, their role is safe, I lean that way. But again, similar to the Darcy Cameron, I'm very happy to be proven wrong here. Um, I didn't think he was... Obviously, he went nuts last round. Yeah. The conditions suited him as well, very much so. He kicked two goals. So I don't expect to see again what he did last week. I'd be very... I mean, then again, he does have West Coast. Uh, Could be a so sugar hit if, it's, if he's in the midfield. It's a tough one. I like it more than a Darcy Cameron because he's cheap and because he's guaranteed to make a lot of cash, um, or at least some cash. 
so it's a tough one. If if you can make money on it as part of your cash grab to then get an upgrade, I think it's a great move. If it's the only upgrade you're getting, I like it less okay. because you're missing him next week when you're probably going to need more players. This round, you're, you're looking for ceiling-type players that are actually going to count towards your best 18 because we've got so many players playing the round. All right, talk about your boy Nat Fife real quick. Uh, Nat Fife, I think it's a play. I also probably think it's probably a better play next week to have a look at it again this week. But I will just sort of float out there that he is a guy that round 12 by forward could help you in round 15 when we're lacking a lot of those forward players. And he is someone that, uh, obviously, he's Nat Fife. He's a two-time Brownlow medalist and he's 450K. So if he's playing more in the midfield and less of that forward role, I think he has the potential to sort of be that guy that averages 75, 80. And at 450K, that's someone who you uh, can make a fair bit of money on once his price starts moving in that direction. Yeah, but it's not quite 80, yet. Yes, yeah, so I think I probably prefer a little bit more next week. But if it, again, if it makes you money and you can use that cash to get an upgrade on the other end, I don't hate it. Yeah. Um, Sheldrick's actually started right. 15, oh, after we said that we can't go there. And, and uh, Windhager, 25 points. Where's my boy, Errol? Seven to go. Ooh, Holmes, 13. Holmes, okay. you'll be happy. Okay. I think Crouchy okay. started all right. All right, let's talk about oh, some... Actually, I wanted to, just before, oh, I want okay. to throw a name left field to you. Okay, hit me. Judson Clark, 285k. I did, I did have a look at Juddy Clark as a Richmond guy. So, break-even's 30-something, 30, 30 right? Yeah, 31. And do we think... Has he shed the vest? Well, this, this is the question. I... Like to think with what he did last week, I think he kicked kicked an important goal in there as kicked well. Two goals, yeah. Does that? I like him. I think oh. he's a good player. And so, um, so surely the coaching staff repay the faith, and he gets a few weeks. And is it one you can wait one more week on? Like he's two eighty five k. Maybe one week. He's got around fifteen by. Yeah. So again, it's like he, he's a forward. You'd you'd kind of would rather him be there. So I don't you think he's like. Buy. He's like a high upside player enough or like a guaranteed cash grab enough to risk that. Yeah. Um, so I did have a look at him. And again, if you look, so last week, 60 points on 72% game time. The, yeah. the four, oh, so three weeks prior, 17%, 30%, 26% game time. Scores um, well in those. In those uh, points, like his uh, points per minute is, is yeah. decent. Yeah. Um, but he's played three games in a row as a sub. So yeah. I just see don't know if I can trust it yet, especially with that round fifteen buy. See what he's looking like off his buy might be pretty excellent. No, good good we'll name. See. I did um I did have a little look at our, our boy Juddy Clark who um, I, I bring some good things to the pod, mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah, you're not just here for your good looks. <laughs> I'm definitely not here for me good looks. <laughs> Let's out. move on to this next what do we got, segment here. Let's go. Big boys. The big boys. I tweeted this out before, so I hope, I it hope hasn't not. changed, although I did fuck up the tweet and I... Um, you didn't leave English out again this week. No, I did. I, no, I left Brayshaw out this week and instead... Did you? I put his teammate Sarong in there, but no. I, I might have to take over the big boys soon, Mish. <laughs> you, you might have to, although we nah. did we did get merit last week, mate. So Yeah, you know, well done. Uh, uh, I, hope okay. you had, I hope you had Windhager in your big boys, mate. Is he going off? He's going off. <laughs> okay. He's going to right. Uh, number one, I've got Tim Taranto at Frio on Saturday, uh, 7.25. Apparently, it's been quite wet over in uh, Perth the couple, last couple of days, and it's supposed to be raining over this weekend, and Tim Taranto does love a bit of wet weather footy. A bit of moistness for Tim. We um, like it. So, he is my number one highest averaging player in the game, and Frio um, actually give up a fair amount of points. Frio was one of the teams that Errol Goulden went 150-plus against a yep. few weeks ago. They they haven't given up much points in the last few games, but if you actually dig a little deeper, 
the teams that have versed them have been, I think, more the issue. Like Shit kickers. Geelong. Oh, no, um, good teams. Okay. Like, good teams, but, like, teams like that fantasy. don't get fantasy scores. So, yeah. I'm, I'm more... I'm okay with that. I think it's a positive matchup for Tim Taranto. And as the number one player, I back him in at number one. Number two... Tim English. He's back on the list. I love how he just said, fuck you, because you left him off the list last week and went, what, what yeah. 158 That was a big blunder by me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, pretty, I mean, pretty poor effort. But I, I know he would have been on your list, but... He wouldn't have been in my top four. Yeah, the matchup with yeah. Geelong. But yeah, good to see him yeah. back on the list, mate. He'll be happy with that. Yeah, so number two against Port Adelaide, second highest averaging player, positive matchup. So my plan is just to stick with the Tims this week and go English into Toronto. Okay. Uh, pretty okay. vanilla, but... And I want to get your take on this. Yeah, right. Going a VC, like a, for lack of a better term, like a, a spicy VC. So like, yeah, an aggressive. Like going a, a Goulden, going a Jake Lloyd or something yeah. like that in a round like this. Like, what are your thoughts? I, I feel like maybe it's the, the Mills that scarred me last year when he came out and scored that 54 yeah. or whatever it was. I think you're straight about it. Like, if, if you do all your research and you, and you, based on what you've done in your research, you think these will be the two top players of the week yeah. and you can VC and see them. I think you just do that. Uh, like, Yeah, my, my thinking is like, let other people make mistakes by going with the... Like real spicy ones. The one. spicy ones. Yeah, they might hit every now and again. I'm but bit, over the season, I feel like it'll average out to be in your favour. Yeah, I think so too. I, I'm a bit soft, um, as you know, and I like to sleep well at night. And yeah. ha- Having a, a VC score locked away is helpful. But, I mean, to be fair, last week we were very happy not to have a VC score. <laughs> True, yeah. Merit, sometimes so. it, your luck can get, get you uh, there. But number three, I do have Andrew Brayshaw, not his teammate, Caleb Sarong, as that original tweet said. But Andrew Brayshaw, <laughs> number three. Uh, number four, I have Rory Laird, bouncing Ooh, back. Bounce back. I, I heard this is something that stuck with me for a little while. Um uh, the great man, Selby, from Rarewa's Magic. Yep. Um, I think he had a great call a couple of times last year. Players, after getting tagged, for some reason, seem to bounce back with a, yeah. in a big way. Like, you they're go from... They're prized Yeah, well, they're prized into It's like, you just get this freedom. I'd imagine, like, yeah, after being clamped, you could just, all of a sudden, you, you get all this space, you can run, you call the call for the ball a bit more. I um, can't say I know, mate. I... I Certainly never contacts. <laughs> really? That surprises oh, me, look, mate. They, you never saw me play footy. But I don't know. I feel like shot. there's something to that. And obviously, he's got West Coast. I've also got his teammate right behind him, Jordan Dawson. Found it very hard to split those two. Mm. But I, I just still think that Roulette's probably a better fantasy player than Dawson at this point. But it wouldn't shock me if Dawson goes big. Josh Dunkley makes his appearance again. I come up against Hawthorne this um, round, Saturday, 145. So yep. you can easily VC that. And then at seven is where I have the man that I traded out a couple of weeks ago, Errol Goulden. I know a lot of people are VCing him tonight because of that Saints matchup. But you're not I, scoring well, mate. You'd be, you'd be popping a chub over there. He's only got 12 points. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. 12 Touch wood. Two minutes to go. So. And uh, the thing with Goulden as well, like I'm digressing a little bit here, is it, even if he continued to go on to score hundreds, which would be fine as a top six sort of forward, yeah. um, he was priced at like 115. 115 so, yeah. so there was always a feeling he, that you could get him cheaper later. As long as he doesn't um, go 115, like if he, which is, I feel like, a f- would be fair crazy. ask. Yeah. You know, like, like, what's Taranto going at the moment? Uh, 123. But, okay. yeah. but I mean, like, he's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. in that realm, is he? I don't like, know if he's, he's going to get there. But yeah. yeah. 
Um, so he's at number seven. Tom Green, I've got number eight, and Rowan Marshall, number nine. I actually love a lot of these options. Yeah, Rowan's scoring well. So I think those top nine I really like, and that number ten I have Zach Merritt, who has been the number one big boy for the last three weeks, I think, yeah. or, or right up the top there. Why is he back so and, far? And he's back just down because the matchups, the, the positive matchups, they're over now. So um, try not to fall in love with. Uh, Don't tell me that. Try not to fall in love with. The run that we've seen in his form, because we did highlight that before the fact, and so now versus Carlton, I think they've also brought in an Ed Kerner who could potentially tag him. So I just think that there's much better options and a lot of other positive matchups that you could go for this week other than a Zach Merritt, despite his good form recently. Fair call, mate. Fair call. Should we look at some spicy takes? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll, we'll spicy get, takes. We'll get Maracas one time. Yeah, we will. Um, well, you just show me. What did you say? Errol Goulden was on, and and well, what time? I, I don't know at? if he's getting tagged. We're quite obviously not watching the game currently. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, he's on like twelve or something, pretty close to quarter time. Okay, so well, my spicy take is Errol Gordon gets tagged to a sub eighty score tonight and ruins everyone's VC. Very negative take for me, and maybe wishful thinking as a uh, as a non owner. But uh, hey. Cop it, guys. That's that's my spicy take this he's, week. He's up to 18, so people will be cheering. Ah, up. shit. Okay. But I'll, I'll sub-80 score tonight, and obviously people aren't going to take that as a VC option. So that's my spicy take with, the obviously, the positive Saints matchup, which everyone has been eyeing off uh, as, a, as a big one for him. I, yeah, I think week. it's not too bad. I, I hope it goes wrong, but yeah. Yeah. Um, now, with my spicy take, I've got a little bit of mail in, and Ooh. I actually think... I don't actually think a Gold Coast Sun or Geelong player will go over eighty this week. Oh, <laughs> not one, There's not one player, not one, not even, not even the boys averaging hundred plus. No, I don't think, I don't think Stewart's getting there this week. I don't think anyone's going over eighty from those two teams. So a little bit of mail in, but uh, heard it here first. That's sort of those are my thoughts for this week. Spicy take wise, you're an idiot. <laughs> what do you mean? No, nah, good, good spicy take, mate. Good spicy I take. I don't know what you're talking about. Good gear. All right, let's uh, let's go over to the questions that we've got coming in here, and then we're going to get out of here and watch some footy. Let's do it. Um, but let's roll through some questions. What do you got for um, me? Hit me with one. Okay, we thoughts on Fifey. We shared our thoughts on Fifey. Is it time, Luke, for Will Day to go? Uh, not not right now. Um. So round 14 by, am I yes. right? I'm getting better at this by thing. Um, look, I think that most teams will have other priorities. So if we have a look at him here, remembering that he got tagged last week, his break-evens, 104, is he a chance of getting that? Yes, if he doesn't yeah. get tagged, I think he is. Um, do teams have other guys that have high break-evens that are sort of in a similar boat? Sheasel, Zeeb, all these kind of guys? Yes. So I don't think that I'd be trading him this week. But I think that he's definitely a guy that come luxury season, um, he could be the first in the firing line. Kind of my yeah, summary. I, th- I think he's someone that he's probably not going to be a top six defender. But I will say, though, that the last, like two of the last three games, he's been tagged. So he was tagged against Port Adelaide. I don't know why, but he was. He was tagged <laughs> against West Coast. Yeah. Again, uh, I mean, maybe a little bit more understanding as a team that's more of an underdog and they did get pumped by 100 points. Um 
and in between that, he's he's got a ton against against St Kilda. So I still think that he is a guy that can average in the mid nineties. Um, and I think, like you said, one hundred and four break even. It would not shock me at all if he hits that this week. Um, I don't think Brisbane is going to tag him. I don't think I they've been running so. a tag. So no. I think that he is a guy that is fine to hold. It's definitely a luxury kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. So I think that compared to these other guys, we haven't seen like a role change or anything from him. No. I, he moved to half back last week, but I think just that was to just show. to break the tag. I, I expect him to be back there again uh, in the midfield. So I, I think it's not uh, panic stations for um, Will Day. All right, uh, William here is going to... What's he doing? So he's going Greenwood to Johnson. I think that's the Frio Johnson. Chincotta to Briggs. Interesting, but unsure of third trade. Do I go Drury to another sub-300k rook or Sheasel to a round 12 primo defender? Well, Chincotta to Briggs, so I'm, I'm guessing in that's would you would you have already had two rucks there? Like, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he hasn't hasn't told us. He says yeah. he's doing that, so I guess okay. he's he's set on it. So we'll, we'll, we'll just talk about the last one. So I'd yeah, would you same. go Sheasel to a round twelve defender or a Drew to three hundred k? Sub three hundred k. Yeah, I think I do the Sheasel to the defender before I do the other one. Like, who's I think, I think yeah, it would who's the sub two hundred that you really can you know lock in? Well, there's no um, one sub two hundred, but I think there might sorry. be a few sub three hundreds. I'd be I'd be trading any player who's sub two hundred absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'd go the other of those. I think I would too, and. And obviously too late to go Sinclair, but if not, I would probably go, uh, yeah, like a Hayden Young might be a good shout or a Luke Ryan, probably your, your options there, obviously, with yep. Lloyd and Sinclair already playing. Um, and I don't think that's that's too bad of an option if it picks up your round 15 by um, Geek Dude 18 um, asks, <laughs> he wants Brayshaw, but he can only get him if he trades away Day or Sheasel. Who should he choose? I'm, a, I'm all right to trade Sheasel. I know you said... You weren't, but I think if it fits... I don't in think it's your, the worst thing. Yeah, okay. So I think if it fits in with your team structure, I'm all right to get off Sheezel because there's... Look, and don't get me wrong as well. He could come out and pump a couple of hundreds and I look like an absolute idiot. There's every chance, but he could also do a 60 and an 80 or a couple of 60s and then you lose 70K on him. So uh, it's a good opportunity to cash in. Would we like to cash in right before his buy? Of course, that's like yep. the ideal situation. But if you feel like you can save yourself 70K... Um, that he might drop, and you can get the guy that you want to get. Like, it's, it's not a bad play. Like yeah. it's not a bad play. Like obviously, Sheasel plays two out of the next three games. Yeah. Uh, Brayshaw plays three out of the next three games, and he's definitely going to be more in terms of like top of his line. Yeah. If you have if you have Zebel and Sheasel, I'm trading Zebel first. I am too. High break even, and they've been doing a similar thing points wise in the last yeah, little bit. I agree. I agree. But I think it's okay, and I'd probably trade Sheasel ahead of Will Day, in yeah. my opinion. His uh, his scoring is more volatile, and his role is a bit less certain moving forward. Yep, agreed. Uh, as well. One more question here, Luke from... Um, Luke, good name. Uh, no, from uh, Lachlan. Uh, to you, Luke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a Luke asking him. Sorry, no, Lachlan. Lachlan here. Lachlan's um, a good name too. Uh, uh, he's heavy on the round 15 buy, so thoughts on using this week to fix up Angwin, Drury, and Artie Jones to Shaggy, Johnson, and Marich. Risky, I know, but I'm buggered for round 15. Yeah, fuck. Um, it's, it's all fix-ups there. How do you feel about those I just, where you don't get the upgrade? Well, first of all, I just don't know if Shaggy, Artie, sorry, yeah. Shaggy, Marich, and Johnson, like, are they going to be there you, you anyway? You end up in the same <laughs> like, position. Like, are they going to be there anyway? And so, that would just be absolute heartbreak, wouldn't it, if you, you did yeah, that? Yeah, so, so I, I don't know if that actually fixes anything up. I, like, if you're trading out an Angwin, I think that's fine, Go going down to someone. But I'd still try to be getting an upgrade. But maybe it's someone like, 
your Zeebles or your Sheezles yeah, that are probably to. more the ones that you need to trade out. Yeah. Because then you can get to someone who's a premium who's going to be there. Yeah, you might have to sense. get creative in that situation. And and hopefully you've got a, a mid-ish price or like a fattened rookie that if you do do that creative Zebel or Sheezle down trade that you, you know that you could then go up. Like the, yeah. I think there's a few... There's a few options this week because you've got those those guys and you've got the keys and the fifes and these guys that you can get a little bit more creative than just yeah. going sideways with rookies. Like you're making a sixty k going Zeebel down to a like a Hayden Young. Like that's not nothing. Like that's yeah, that's a decent. And if you do that so. combined with something else, like that might be enough to get an upgrade, yeah. uh, at least maybe to someone who's a little bit of a cheaper yeah. primo. Thing. Yeah, really spin the magnets around and see what you can do. But yeah, I don't know, uh, Lachlan, if that actually does anything to help your round fifteen could, buy in that it situation. Could it could, but I wouldn't bank on it if that's uh, if that makes any sense. So. That might do it for us today, Luke. Uh, no more questions? We'll, we'll call it there and uh, we'll let the people, you know, do do their thing, get their captains going, and we're going to go watch some footy. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry again that we couldn't be live, guys. Yeah. Uh, that's that's on me, uh, but hopefully you guys still enjoy listening. Luke, mate, focus your life on fantasy footy. Yeah, Don't, I know. It's, you know, it's how, how many times do I have to tell you? But again, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure if you're listening along on YouTube, you give this video a big thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And If you are enjoying, also feel free to go and give us a five-star rating and review, and we'll see you next week for the round 13 review. Until then, catches.